0: Hello, family. My name is Theo Hill. Welcome back to One Day at a Time in Recovery in Baltimore, where we talk one-on-one with other folks like me who are dealing with their own addiction and recovery. And we listen and learn together from each other's stories. Uh, I got a very distinguished guest with me today who's a co-worker at my uh, trucking job and this episode, I'd like to introduce you to Michael.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I, um, I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be part of it. Uh, it's, it's something new for me. But uh, I'm, I'm very interested in, in doing it. You know, cool. it's it's uh, it's been a long time since I've had the opportunity to go back. Right. And, uh, just, just tell your about, own story. Yeah. Tell my own story. Right. To hear it, you know. I've always been one that uh, believes that it's good to revisit some of those days because it keeps me looking. forward, yes. if that makes sense. Yes, I understand that. And um, it's it's I I think I'm pretty normal. I guess is the as a good word when it when I go back to say what my beginnings were because I started at an early age. Hmm. Um. I snuck into my mother's uh, liquor cabinet. I saw how they were partying. Yes. And everything was looked be so much fun. So I wanted to see how that felt. And I snuck into her, her liquor and I had a drink. Um, it felt nice. I felt nice. And I said, Wow, if you feel this good off of one, let's try another <laughs> yes. one. Yes. Okay. Wasn't long that day before I was sick. Because I, you know, wasn't used to right. drinking, but yep, I yep. I got sick. Once I got over it, I, I didn't go back there anymore. I didn't get back into it. Um, later on in life, uh, we drank some more, but I always got sick. Uh, not liking the um, that physical effect of mm-hmm. alcohol, I, I just pretty much left it alone. Right. One day in school, a friend of ours of mm. uh, introduced me to marijuana. I smoked the marijuana, and... I found that I got the same effect—a effect. euphoric mm-hmm. high—and I didn't get sick. So this was this was the ticket. This was the way to go. Um, I think what brought on an addiction to the high was early around that time. I'm, I'm like 16 now. Right. Uh, my sister passed away, and we were all of us were so close that that was a pain that I had never felt before, and. Um, People who knew me and, you know, how down I was, said, come on, we're going to take you out. They took me out. We we drank and we smoked, and the pain went away. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew that this was the thing to do whenever you run into trouble. If you have a toothache or you got mm-hmm. put out or your job, you lost your job, or the sun was shining, this is a good day. Right. That That drug was a thing to go to to relieve any kind of pain, or even enhance any kind of enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, didn't dawn on me that it was an addiction. Um, right. You Know what I mean? Yes. It, was, it didn't dawn on me for, as an addiction. I just always went there. And, of course, throughout high school, the introduction to different drugs were for different reasons. I always had to have a reason. This particular party required this type of, of drug. Um, I'm going somewhere where i'm not supposed to be and i, I need the courage mm-hmm. so you know we have to take a a, a drug that makes you feel invincible for right. this one, you know i did a it was a variety of drugs in my um mid20s i wanted to try a different career i was always i drove trucks starting in the military yes sir and um that's where I, I i fell in love with truck driving it came out that was my career choice and then I decided I wanted to try something else. I wanted to do sales in real estate. Mm-hmm. At the same time I changed jobs. Um I went to school for it and I got my license. Uh my wife got pregnant. And I then it was just like, How are you gonna get this much money coming in? You need now you gotta take care of a daughter, right. you have a wife, and you have a place a place to live. Right. And you just quit your job to do real estate full time. Right. Mm. Um again, people I call friends, they were dealing in cocaine. So they were I'm gonna help you out and they gave me some cocaine to help sell. And that way I could help pay bills until this real estate thing took off. Well, uh, you know how that works. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I brought most of the cocaine that I was selling. And um but it brought me a different type of um connection now people were coming to me and it fed my ego oh yes you know yes sir so the addiction is taking off now because i'm 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 hooked on this you know it's not so much what the drug can make you feel it's what comes along with it
0: that power
1: yeah you know the um the women coming along the women that would ordinarily walk by me are now stopping to talk yes you know um calling me on the phone you know mm-hmm. stopping me in the street you know these these kind of things was it was too much to get rid of it was too much to say i'm gonna stop you know right and um but when i realized that it wasn't me that they liked, and it was, drug. It was the, the what i could do yeah Mm-hmm. Um, by this time i'm 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 too far gone i i can't right. give this i can't give this feeling you up. Called up you know um i'm i'm writing bad checks right i'm stealing um i'm i'm not responsible anymore uh missing deadlines uh not doing paperwork right i ended up having to come out of the real estate uh-huh you uh-huh, know uh-huh. and yeah. uh as so we, it was a downhill spiral. It started going downhill, um, pretty quick, pretty quick. Um, like I said, once once the stealing started, um, not just taking from me, but I'm taking from my in laws. Mm-hmm. I'm stealing their money, and um, trying to you know the the um, robbing Peter to pay Paul yeah. way of living. You know, I'll take their money, and hopefully. This sale will come through, and I can replace it before anybody finds out. hmm It worked sometimes, and sometimes yeah, it didn't. Right. You know, which ended up in the um, broken marriage. You know, my wife had had enough. We lost our apartment. Uh, we were going to buy a house, but that fell through because the money wasn't there. Right. And uh, there I am. You know, I have a two-year-old daughter, that they're living over here, and I'm basically on the street. Mm-hmm. I ended up having to go back down to my mother's, mm-hmm. and I'm full-blown gone. I um, sat on the side of the bed in my mother's house in my old room where I was when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and I said, you're acting like a drug addict. Didn't pay attention to
0: it. You said that to yourself? I said that to myself. Okay. Okay. But I
1: didn't pay any attention to it. You know, it was it was a thought, Yeah. but it didn't stop me. Came and went. Came and went. It came and went. When you talk, when you mentioned the, the downward progression, yeah, yes, you know, um, I I never went out of the house without looking neat, clean shaven, haircut. Yeah, all of that didn't matter anymore. You know, yes. it was beginning to not matter. Yes. You know, right. the pride in myself and the way I kept myself. Right, it didn't matter. As long as by the time I came back home I had some cocaine, yes, I was gonna be all right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I went back to I went back to driving a truck because okay. I had to support myself. But um, I, I, this is something I was looking at my um, social security record. Yes. A little while ago, and they gave me oh, all yes. of my time. Yes, right? yes. and some oh, of them years oh, yeah. I made nine hundred dollars in a year. Yes, because I could I wouldn't go to work. Right. You know, I just wouldn't go to work. Um, I I was a danger to myself and to others. Okay, it had became that. Yeah, you know, um, the one of the worst things I think is uh, in that downward when I'm nearing the bottom. Yes. When somebody told me you're a um, derelict dad mm-hmm. because I wasn't paying child support. Right. I got picked up by the Baltimore City Sheriff. And was sent to jail. I was I was facing time, mm-hmm. and um, for not taking care of my daughter. You know, when I look back on that, that is one of the worst things. I I mean, I stole some stuff. I'm not going to sit here and say I, I never committed a crime, but none of that was as bad as just not taking deliberately taking care of
0: my child. Right.
1: You know, when when her, she had to go to other men to get money from them to pay for her diapers and right. milk and stuff like right, that. Right, right, right. At the time I didn't it didn't phase me at all. But after you get a clarity, yes. you get a moment to sit down and say, Wow, yeah, this is this is where you are. This is what you've become. And, you know, I would, I would pick up, go go to treatment, get about ninety days clean, try to do right, and would end up going back yeah. Oh my God. The um, what um, what I could say about the relapse was, I never wanted to face the real person for any length of you time. Were yes yeah. sir. Every about three months, it took that long to realize how bad a shape you really are in. You know, I, yeah, I I had clean clothes. I can put on clean clothes. Right. Could shave. I could I could look really good. But inside. But inside, I knew that right. I was a mess. You know, um, I had fallen away from my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much not going to church, just not accepting at all that anything good is going to come out of this. Um, then, but you know, now I'm homeless. Uh, I'm living from... We, so it's getting worse.
0: It's getting worse. It's getting,
1: it's getting worse. I'm not stopping, though. I'm, I I had in and out, in and out, in and out for close to 10 years okay somewhere around 96 or so i just gave up going to treatment i just said i'm not going anymore i'm going to be the best drug addict that i can be and then i started hanging with um, the local drug gang in the neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, watching the corner yeah letting them stash or you know i got i got in good with some people and you know letting them stash in the house and these are things that i'm not normally capable of you know all of the stuff that comes along with the negative side of drug abuse I was involved in um it was it was the depression the guilt mm-hmm. had gotten to the Gu- point where guilt and shame yeah and the shame mm-hmm. you know I I I just didn't go around family anymore wasn't I didn't want to see him uh my physical appearance was deteriorating haircuts shaving all of that stuff was out um I was getting into fights mm-hmm. and those are things that I just don't do right. it's just not my nature right. okay and I laid in bed one day and it was just so bad I just said I just don't want to live like this no more I wish it was a way I could just stop I tried to be the best drug addict I could be it didn't work. That didn't work. Either. It didn't work. I I I was that close mm-hmm. to getting a sign. This was before it got popular. Okay. It was it was it was some guys doing it, but it wasn't that wasn't that big. Right, right, right. You know what I right, mean? But like this, this is, is like uh, yeah. mid nineties. You know, okay. mid nineties. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't that popular. No, but I, that was a good idea to me. It, it, you know, hey. <laughs> But, uh, you know, when you think about it, the best idea I had was to get a sign and stand yes. on the corner and hope somebody give me some money. Right. You know? And um, I, I, I know, but, okay, so I couldn't really be that really good drug addict. I'm starting to pray again. But my prayers were, uh, as I go out today, would you please not let them find my body in the alley so my family have right. to go through that. Right. Um, could you look after me today so that I don't get beat up, mm-hmm. get robbed? These mm-hmm. are, you know, to me, when I look back, these would have, this is what you were praying for? You didn't ask if you could get clean? You know what I mean? Could you help me to not use today? No, right. I wasn't going to use, but at the same time feeling like, you know, can you take me out of this? But yet help me to not go through the trauma of using. Right. It just kept getting worse. Uh, the people I was hanging around you I couldn't trust. They couldn't trust me. Um, do you Now you're at a point where if you don't start doing some serious crimes, we're not looking after you anymore. And I, I just didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go there. Um, got in touch with a guy who had left, went to treatment like three years prior. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he mentioned to me, I don't fool with y'all like that. If you're going, be here when I get ready to go back, and I'll take you with me. And I waited for him. Cool. I waited for him. Um, he picked me up. I remember that being one of the worst days of my life because I waited for him. I didn't try to cop. So I got sick. Mm-hmm. And because by this time also with the cocaine, I'm doing heroin Yeah, and, all yes. that's going to come in there. So... Um, He took me with him, he took me with him, and uh, I ended up spending the night on a a couch in a house in Philadelphia for the first three days that I was there. It didn't matter. I was that sick, I didn't care, but I wasn't using. So once I got a clear thought, once I got a clear thought, I said, I am going to go back to Baltimore. I'm gonna work a little bit up here. Go back to Baltimore. I got the heroin and cocaine out my system. I'm just going to settle with alcohol and marijuana. It never caused me any problems.
0: Substitute one drug for another. Mm -hmm.
1: It never caused me any problems. Life was good when I just did alcohol and marijuana. I didn't, you know, I could work. Uh, God had a different plan. Mm -hmm. Around August of that year, I got a better job. And uh, I started liking the job. I started liking the fact that I'm not on the corners trying to cop anymore. Right. I like the way I look. I like the way I feel. Um, I like the fact that my job wanted to know, are you gonna co- are you gonna stay through the season? Cause they usually lay people off during the right. off season. Right. Are you willing to work through the season? They are asking me, Am I gonna stay right. with them? When I had a job one time before, I gave them a two week notice and they said, No, we don't need your two week notice. You can leave now. Here we'll pay you for the two weeks. They wanted me out of the building that, that bad. Bad, yeah, bad yeah. Stuff was missing. Mm-hmm. Money was missing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So you know, they thought it was me, but they couldn't prove it. Um, I started feeling a lot better. I was like, okay, this ain't too bad. Maybe I'll put that on hold going back to Baltimore for right now. Mm-hmm. I had, I had, was doing some little odd jobs at, before I got a real job. And um, I was all alone. It was a bar around the corner. It was mm-hmm. hot. And I had the thought to go get a 22-ounce can of beer. I was on my way to do that. And then I just I said, nah. it, for one, it's going to smell. you yes. know. It's going to, you know, I'm a reek of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably going to start looking for something else to go with that. Yes, without a doubt. But, yeah. So I said, no, nah, let's let that go for now. I left it alone. And um, I made it to four months. Once I made it to four months, I'm like, huh, "This is all right. This is not bad." Now, life wasn't so great at the time. Like you know, stuff was falling in place. I mean, I had a had a decent job. I, I can't drive because by this point I lost my license. Uh, okay. The state took my license. Right. Um, but I felt so much better about myself. Mm-hmm. That uh, it, and one of the things that helped. Um, I was getting on the bus one day, and this guy in front of me dropped the envelope. And when it hit, you could see money in the Mm, envelope. mm, mm. And I picked it up. I got on. I paid my fare because he went on in. Mm -hmm. I walked up to him and tapped him. And he turned, and I said, you dropped this. Wow. And he said, man, I am so. He said, that's my monthly check. I just cashed it. I said, so just be careful. And the guy that was with me but looked at me said, You lost your mind. Yeah, you know, real. he said, You have no money. <laughs> I was yeah. like, Yeah, but I don't want to take his and then after he said what he said about that was his whole check for yeah. the month. Yeah, I felt that was an amazing feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh this was right around four months clean. I'm just four months clean. And but that was amazing to me because I've never gone that long. And never seen that long. Right. You know, um, I, I got six months at the same time one of my housemates got a year. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was sitting at his anniversary and he and I saw how good he felt. Yeah. I was I had by that yeah. time that little voice went off in my head and said, it's, you're done, it's over. You'll never have to use again. You just said you can build from here. Right. And and that's what I did. You know, I, I had a job working in a juice company. Um, we made apple cider during the, during the apple cider season. During the off season, we made iced tea. Mm-hmm. I kept that job, oh, about a year and a half. Moved on to another one. Eventually, um, I got my license back, uh, and I got back into truck
0: driving. Mm-hmm.
1: Just like the slow progression downward, Yes. once I hit the bottom, where I felt like there's nowhere else for me to go. You know, I, I'm full of shame, full of guilt, full of grief, depression, you know. I At one point, I felt like, if God, if you can either take my life or change it, but don't leave me in this. And the slow progression started coming back up. Yes. Slow progression started coming back. I'm, You know, the IRS was looking for me by this time. Mm-hmm. The wreckage uh, of your past. Yeah, yeah. And uh yes, child support. Yes. And you know, I went and I went and told. I went and called these places and mm-hmm. said this is where I am and this is what I'm doing. Mhm. Um and and actually the RS came I, they came in. We sat down. And They said, "Well, you don't make enough money to pay us back right now." Right. "But when you get back to work as a driver, come down and see us and we'll set you up with a payment plan." Mhm. You know, I I owe you enough money. I should be in jail right now. <laughs> yeah, yes. but uh, I it, it didn't. You know, I wasn't there. Uh, dreams are starting to come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to get a house one day. I want to get reunited with my daughter and my son. I want to repair the relationship that my wife and I had. I know we're never going to be married again, right. but we don't have to be arguing every time we see exactly them. exactly. You know? um, I would like to have. Uh, I would like to get into a relationship with someone. All of these thoughts and dreams are starting to come back again. And these are things that you can have. One day at a time, staying clean.
0: Do you have any advice for someone who is struggling with addiction?
1: The struggle is real. To say, well, just stop. You just gotta stop. Um, I would say... You have to keep trying. Yes. You have to keep trying. Yes. Go to meetings. Even if you uh, you think that you're high and they don't want you there, go. Mm-hmm. Talk to somebody.
0: Yes. But don't ever give up. You just got to keep trying. That's great advice. Mike, I would like to thank you for sharing your story on this episode of One Day at a Time. In recovery in Baltimore and listeners I also would want to thank you for being with us I'm Theo Hill let's talk again soon